if you compound that over five, 10, 20 years, saving 37 to 50% or deferring 37 to 50% a year, that compounds into multi-million dollars for many investors that they're able to save by structuring these deals more efficiently. Welcome to The Apartment Guys, where we dive deep into all things multifamily investing. Our mission is to educate, inspire, and empower real estate investors to reach their highest potential. Each week, host Tate Seamer interviews high-level guests from all over the industry who are sure to bring valuable, actionable ideas that will propel your career to the next level. Whether you're just starting out or a seasoned investor, you are in the right place. And now your host, the apartment guy, Tate Seamer. Well, welcome everybody back to another episode of the Apartment Guys podcast. We are coming to you live from the Groundbreaker podcasting stage at the best ever conference in Denver, Colorado, where we've been for the last three days jamming with about a thousand multifamily investors, entrepreneurs. It's been amazing. We've made some great connections here. The whole Greenlight team was here this week. My partner, Carl York and Chelsea Garber and uh, myself, we all made it here. We got to network with some amazing folks and really brought some powerful people into our circle. And one of those people is joining me right now. I'm really stoked to bring my buddy Jack Kruppi onto the stage with me and onto the podcast with me. We're going to talk about his story and his journey into the multifamily space and kind of what he's up to now. So Jack, welcome, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. It's awesome. Awesome to have you. So Jack, you and I have had some time this weekend or weekend to get to know each other a little bit and and our teams have gotten to to mingle and kind of share some trade secrets and, and our stories. But if you would, for our listeners, I think your story is awesome, and I think you have a lot of value to, to bring the listeners. So if you could kind of just share with the listeners who you are, kind of obviously where you're from, on a, on a, especially on a business real estate level, and uh, you know what you're up to now, we'd love to know all that about you. Sure, sure. So uh, I've been in real estate since 2001. I thought I was going to be more in the IT, information technology, computer industry, but I graduated during the dot-com crisis. So actually uh, got into real estate because I went to Vegas for my 21st birthday and I saw the glitz and the glamour. And I bought one of those paperback books at Hudson News called How to Make a Million Dollars in Real Estate and read it cover to cover on my flight home and called my landlord from college. I was going to college in Rochester, New York. And uh, you know, in 2001, 2002, you could buy a house pretty easily. That was the yeah. you know before the first uh, financial crisis. Uh, So within a month, I bought a two-family house, almost no money down. And within a year, I owned five of them and quit my job and was uh, pretty active in real estate until the 2008 crisis when things froze. You were how old at this point? Um, I was 22 when I bought my first property. Oh, man. That's amazing. Good for you. Yeah, and I thought awesome. I was going to be retired by 30, but then the financial crisis hit and yeah. things froze up. And uh, you know, I took a few lumps like a lot of people did in 2007, 2008, but uh, certainly learned a lot. And uh, probably the biggest blessing was after that, I ended up at a hedge fund in New York that was actually buying non-performing mortgages. And they needed real estate people who understood how to do short sales, how to buy REOs to, to work on the banking side to help them figure out what to do with these portfolios. Mm-hmm. So uh, had a pretty good run doing that and uh, was living in New York City with very high tax rates. And uh, 
found a couple syndicators that you know lived in the New York area that were buying properties in North Carolina, Georgia, South Carolina. So I started investing passively in uh, multifamily syndications. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting bought out of my uh, prior mortgage company and uh, really loved the syndication market, wanted to get more involved and knew I was going to invest a lot of my own money into multifamily anyway. And I decided to build a fund around that and a diversified fund because uh, one of my challenges was with, you know, with a limited amount of capital, how do you choose which deal, which market, which operator? Right. And uh, you know, I do feel that uh, investors need more access to these alternative investments that are you know, not correlated to the stock market and uh, you know, frankly, bond yields. It's very hard to get any sort of passive income in the stock market right now. Yeah. So I wanted to pr- create a product that was catering to these types of investors. So we have a diversified fund called jcaminvestments.com. And we have one fund that has made over 30 allocations into multifamily. Mm. We're in primarily in the Southeast and Sunbelt. We have deals in Atlanta, Jacksonville, Phoenix, Dallas, Vegas, most of the major markets and some secondary markets. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's great to be here and network uh, with uh, with groups like yours, it's uh, this is a great great event, and uh, yeah. glad to be here. Yeah, yeah, and listeners, like if you haven't been to one of these events, you know you can tell just by listening to Jack's story and his trajectory in business and what he's been able to to accomplish and do. You can tell that this place is jam packed with high level people that are doing big things, have done big things, and know how to do big things, and are up to doing bigger things in the future. And so to be surrounded by people like Jack and so many others here at this conference has been amazing. So I feel like listeners put it at the top of your list in 2022 to get to one of these big national conferences, whether it's Dealmaker Live at Michael Blanc's event or um, any of Jake and Gino's events are great. Off the top of my head, there's Rod Cleef has some great national level events. And you're going to have anywhere from 300 to 1,000 people at these events, at least sometimes. And it's loaded with everything that you might need for the next step in your business is going to be available at these events, right? Like, so whether that's your next partner, your next capital source, your next deal finder, your next broker relationship, et cetera, et cetera. Like if you come with the intention to these events to get certain things done and be very specific about it, like they're really powerful. And uh, you know, one of the things I came with the intention of doing is, is meeting really high-level guests for the podcast to bring the listeners a powerful story. And so, Jack, let's kind of dig in a little bit and, and dive in. So before we do that, let's, let's just define a diversified fund for the listeners. So my understanding of a, diver- a diversified fund is it's, it's a fund in which the passive investors have the ability to essentially choose the asset that their funds are being allocated into. Is that the case? Um, actually, ours is a little different, at least okay. our fund one, is you're investing in the fund and you own a piece of every single deal. Got so it. it's one LLC and there's over 30 individual property syndications that we've made allocations to. We have a separate vehicle, which we're launching this year, which does allow for picking and choosing of, of assets. So that's actually launching next month. And what's a fund like that called for the listeners? That's it. We're calling it a flexible allocation fund. There you go. Um, 
But uh, yeah, there's a new uh, technology portal we're, we're launching that we're partnering with that's uh, launching that. It's actually pretty cool technology because prior to that, you'd really have to do a separate private placement for every single deal. Mm-hmm. So you know, the ability to use a platform, which looks more like a brokerage account where you can pick and choose which deal to invest in is a pretty exciting way. And yeah, this is all relatively new since 2012 when the regulations changed on, on crowdfunding and opening up the Reg D506C. So there's a lot of uh, new and creative options that really weren't available 10, 15 years ago to investors yeah. that I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's start right there. I mean, let's, let's dig in right there. So most of us know there's more capital and more liquidity in the market than we've ever seen by a long shot right now. So there's a lot of capital looking for yield. And we keep hearing that this weekend. That's a, been a common theme this weekend. So when you say that there's exciting tools available for investors that are seeking good deals with cash flow and appreciation and the tax advantages and all the things that, that are available, what, what do those look like? like? What are those tools that you're seeing and what's exciting about them? Sure. Well, obviously, there's a number of uh, you know very public crowdfunding platforms like CrowdStreet, and then there's a lot of uh, smaller platforms that uh, really took a lot of the friction out of raising money. So for us, as a you know, and we run a relatively lean fund. You know, there's five people, but you know, platforms like Syndication Pro, like Investnax, like Cashflow Portal, it makes the process of running a fund and doing the compliance and onboarding investors a lot easier than it used to be. Yeah. Um, and the Reg D506C, which just allows us to advertise. Before that, you know, these you know, we call them country club deals. You really had to have such a prior relationship that it was really tough to to start something new unless you were already super experienced and have a, just a network of of rich friends. So mm-hmm. it's really just made it available to the general public of anyone who's accredited that uh, they can go to these opportunities, which are not correlated to Wall Street, have significant tax advantages. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's great for the industry. I think it's great for the investor too, because these private type of uh, private funds and individual, individual syndications are you know, largely outperforming the stock market. Uh, majority of the deals I've seen, and granted, we've had a good couple of years of, of market appreciation, but you know, I've seen a lot of deals where people are doing 20, 30% IRRs, annual returns on, on deals where the market is averaging, you know, maybe it did 20% last year, but it historically right. averages you know, 8 to 10%. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's that is super exciting. And, you know, us as as syndicators and a lot of our listeners are syndicating and putting deals together. These things like CrowdStreet are tools that are available to us as well on the other side of the of the equation. And it's something that as my team is growing and we're increasing our portfolio and our balance sheet and looking for you know, more and more capital as we grow. It's, you know, we're looking at those crowdfunding platforms as well and uh, starting to take them more and more seriously as part of our business model. Yeah, and it's, it's good for the industry. I mean, just the more people are educated about these options, the better. I have a lot yeah. of conversations with people who just don't even understand the, the cash flow of a syndication, how you're getting paid a preferred return on your unreturned capital, how, yeah. how you know, there's not liquidity per se, but you actually have a situation most of the times where you eventually have all your money returned and you still are getting cash flow for a number of years afterwards when you already have all your money back. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's like generational wealth building right there. That's, and also financial independence building. Like those of my listeners, a lot of my listeners are into the fire movement, the financial independence retire early movement and building that passive cash flow is where it's at, right? Like that's how you 
become FI and the F- FIRE. So exactly, and the tax ban- uh, tax advantages which you alluded to are are incredible, you know, especially for those that live in high tax states. Yeah. Uh, many people are are losing fifty percent of their of their income to taxes, yeah. and the way the, the way many of these deals are structured, they're completely tax deferred. Mm-hmm. You're getting your payments every quarter or every month, but you're showing a loss on paper that uh, isn't recaptured until generally until the building sells. And in many cases, if the, if the building's refinanced, you're getting a tax-free return of capital without paying any tax. So, you know, if you compound that over five, 10, 20 years, saving 37 to 50% or deferring 37 to 50% a year, that compounds into, you know, could be multi-million dollars for many investors that they're yeah. able to, to save by structuring these deals more efficiently. Yeah. And that's game changing. We'll have to do a deep dive into deal structure on, an, on a future episode. We're, we're a little limited on time here at the conference and our stage time. So I want to ask you, Jack, and, and just like kind of really get into some wisdom from you about you know, what have some of the big lessons for you been as you've grown from, you know, literally a college freshman reading a paperback book on an airplane to being a maven and, and a force in the multifamily world and, and putting together multi-million dollar deals and funds and, and all that? What can you attribute your success and your your rapid trajectory and you know your velocity and everything else what do you have anything that you can attribute that to sure i mean i've always been sort of a deal junkie and a deal nerd so i'm just intensely curious about opportunities largely real estate but i'm the kind of guy if you have a random niche business in anything i want to understand how it works so you know i've always been curious about different opportunities and i'll i'll dive in and i love to learn you know you have to be adaptable as well graduating during the dot com crash Realizing I had to make a, a bit of a pivot and I have there's better opportunities out there in real estate. And then, you know, living through 2008, you know, that again was a pivot, went from the traditional yeah. fix and flip wholesale of smaller deals, which has its own challenges to scalability to moving into the non performing loan space, which was an amazing ride. But at the same time, there's not as many non performing loans right now. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have equity. And then that business, like many other real estate businesses, has been invaded by Wall Street. Right. 20 years ago, you know, there's a lot of hard money lenders just raising private money, lending money themselves. Now, the majority of the hard money lenders are essentially correspondence to Wall Street. They originate and they sell the loans to one of the larger Wall Street firms and the rates have, uh, have dropped dramatically. It's good for the, the house flipper, but it's actually not good for the, you know, for the, the private lenders. So, private investor, yeah. Yeah, so you have to be adaptable. And uh, yeah, moving yeah. into multifamily heavily in the last couple of years because you know, I believe that inflation is, is going to continue. It's higher than the reporting. And I'd rather lock in long-term low fixed rate debt than be owning the debt which is going to be inflate, you know, to some extent, uh, be worth less when it's paid back. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's good perspective. What I hear is, as far as like your secret sauce is curiosity and adaptability. And I think I'd add a third thing that you didn't really speak to, but I can just tell about you that you really love the business and you love what you do. You're in a, you're in your wheelhouse doing what you're good at, you know. I always, I'm constantly encouraging listeners to know their superpower, to understand themselves and to, you know, to capitalize as much as they can on that. And having, being in a, in a lane that, that makes your heart sing, so to speak, one of my coaches used that phrase a lot, is a recipe for success because 
it's not going to feel like work. Does this feel like work to you? Oh, not at all. Not at all. And, yeah. and I was very conscious of that when I was setting this business up is, uh, yeah. you know, what things do I like to do? And I spend about half my time working with investors, half my time working with great sponsors and operators like you. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't feel like work at all. Yeah, um, so cool. I am a little tired and my feet hurt from two days of walking right. around and standing, but uh, right. certainly does not feel like work. And it, it uh, never does in this business. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. One last question for you, Jack. So talk to us a little bit about your future, the next maybe three, five years, what what you're trying to get done with your company and, and uh, maybe on a personal level as well. Sure. So, uh, you know, I, I love this. I love this part of the business. Uh, I'd never really raised a credit investor money before two years ago. I was always in New York with uh, larger institutional money. And I, for years, I had friends and colleagues asking if they could invest with us, but it just wasn't open to the investor base. So I'm really excited to just continue to educate, uh, you know, my uh, friends, family, associates and build my own tribe of uh you know, passive investors, and it's very rewarding for me. And then on, on a business level, yeah, we just want to grow our assets under management, continue to grow our partnerships, mm-hmm. diversify uh, a little bit more. We love multifamily, but we're also uh, we also love the mobile home, the storage, the other asset classes. There's still a shortage of housing supply, so we're likely to do some uh, participate in some ground up deals as well. So we'd like to expand our asset base. You know, in, still in the real estate alternatives, but uh, you know, be truly diversified. Yeah. Personally, I love to travel. Yeah. You know, just exiting, uh, you know, my more New York private equity job a few years ago, where I didn't get to travel as much as I'd like. But then COVID, the last two years, it was harder to travel. So this business is great because it can be done from almost anywhere. You know, I'll fly around and tour properties, but it's easy to you know go to Europe for a week or two and, and see the world. So over the next couple of years, I want to. There's a lot of places I still want to see. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm headed to Europe in three weeks for the first time ever in my life. So, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited. So, well, Jack, this has been amazing. I, I feel like we could talk for an hour on three different subjects that, that came up, and I'm sure we'll get a chance to do a little deeper dive next time we have you on the show. How can listeners reach you, find out more about you, your investments, your fund, and that sort of thing? Great. So yeah, our website is JKAM Investments. We, we call it JKAM investments.com. And uh, we're also on all major social media platforms, uh, except TikTok. I, I haven't been able to do a dance move yet to do a viral TikTok video, but we're on <laughs> Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and uh, you could follow me, Jack Krupe or jcaminvestments.com on all the major platforms. Awesome. Awesome. So Jack, there you go. This has been amazing. Hopefully this was fun for you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I look forward to doing it again and yeah. doing that deeper dive. Yeah. Like kind of a fun surprise for the weekend, right? Like, get to be on a podcast. That's yeah, absolutely. Cool. absolutely. Appreciate yeah. you having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's been been great. And listeners, I know you got a lot out of this. And and like I said, uh, you know, big takeaway, if nothing else, get to get to these conferences. You, Jack's a, just a great example of a high level colleague that is now part of our inner circle that I know at some point we'll be doing some sort of business together and learning together and growing together. So I'm looking forward to it. 100%. Thank you yeah. so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Listeners, Thanks for listening to another episode of The Apartment Guys, and we'll catch you on the next one. This episode of The Apartment Guys is being brought to you by Greenlight Equity Group. Greenlight Equity Group acquires and operates cash-flowing multifamily assets in progressive metropolitan markets such as Salt Lake City, Idaho, San Antonio, Oklahoma City, and Columbus, Ohio. Greenlight targets consistent solid returns for its investors and a healthy environment for residents by operating high-quality, safe, clean, affordable apartment communities. To learn more about Greenlight and to sign up for the investor list, 
go to www.glequitygroup.com. Thanks for listening to The Apartment Guys with Tate Seymour. Tate and friends are grateful to have you as a loyal listener. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with friends on your Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, check out Tate's YouTube channel for videos of many of these episodes and more. Until next time, take massive action steps and rock on.